Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. I don't know what's wrong with that. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life. And I don't understand what that musical introduction was all about. We're going to have to investigate that music because it sounds off, doesn't it, Elizabeth? We are going to talk about an incredible recipe for being your best ever you. And often people want to know what they need to do to improve their lives, to feel better, to think better about themselves, to be able to act differently and whatever. And I love what Elizabeth said here. She talks about her recipe as an allergy alert. This product was not manufactured in a facility with any fear, jealousy, or doubt. (laughs) I love that. Elizabeth Hamilton Greeno is a mother of four, a best-selling author, a speaker, a trainer, an entrepreneur, and also a recognized leader in personal development and optimal mindset strategies. For 20-plus years, she's been teaching entrepreneurs, educators, corporate leaders, and people from all walks of life how to illuminate their light within and help them reach their highest and best potential. As an expert in mentoring people to market their strengths and achieve brand excellence, Fast Company Magazine in 2011 named Elizabeth a top influencer, and in 2013, she was recognized by the Shorty Awards as top three best in social media. Her book, Percolate, is, wow, it's an anniversary for this too, right? It's Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through. It's been percolating across the globe. Publishers Weekly called it charming with an ingenious extended coffee metaphor. Percolate is being hailed as the ultimate superhero book for the soul. I love that, Elizabeth. And a great book for changing your mindset and for achieving your best ever life. Welcome, Elizabeth. Was that Thank you so much. And your music sounded fine. I didn't hear it. Really? So maybe it's sounding it was, a little yeah, bit no. tough here. I'll have to replay it, but... I'm glad it sounded fine to you. Okay, so you, you've you been doing so many things. You have also have a, a network. You help people. You have that has about a million followers in it, the Best Ever You Network. You do so much in the world, and yet you have these four amazing boys <laughs> that, that uh-huh. you have raised beautifully. And they're still growing. But thanks to your recipe, they're growing very strong. And thanks to your recipe, so many other people are out there and succeeding. So I don't know if we're going to be able to get to all of the aspects to the recipe, but let's address some of them. 
you have one, the first step, Elizabeth, is stop thinking that everyone else has it better, which is so true because we compare ourselves. So talk about this for our listening audience. Well, I, I love what you said about the fear, jealousy, and doubt thing. There's no fear, jealousy, or doubt in this. And that sort of, that plays into a lot of step one. Um, when you're mixing all of the ingredients up, you know, the, the, as you're mixing, think about um, how great you have it versus how, what you don't have. Um, and so it's sort of, I call it, what I've, I've called it the gratitude flip or the percolate flip for a long time. And so when you find yourself going into that mode of, oh, you know, I'm looking out across the street and, wow, you know, they have a gardener and a housekeeper and a babysitter and maybe another <laughs> nanny and their house is twice the size of mine and they're driving down in a BMW and there's my French fry mobile or whatever. And you go into this mode of I'm not good enough instead of, wow, I'm awesome or I'm so grateful that I can see or breathe or, you know, I'm, I'm one of those creatures who, um, you know, nearly lost my life a couple of times. So just the fine art of breathing is wonderful to me. So it's all about sort of making sure you have your feet on the ground and your perspective in check. Why do you think we are always comparing ourselves well, it's probably natural in a way. Um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody if anybody has a great answer for that, holler and let me know. But you know, I think it's probably just basic human behavior to do that. But um, wouldn't it be nice if if we didn't? But you know, we're all, we're always um, comp- competing. I think a lot of it stems from that. We compete for jobs. We, you know, look at the presidential race. I don't want to talk politics or anything, but, you know, it's it's a giant competition out there. And so if you get all wrapped up in competition all the time and compete against everyone else when you're really just competing against yourself most of the time, um, you can get really lost. So I think it's just really, really important to find what roots you and grounds you, bottom line, Um so that, you know, you think your life is perfect or great or whatever you know, it is that you want to think about your life versus, you know, this is so bad. But if you talk to, you know, put 10 people in the room, people will complain first over finding their blessings. <laughs> right. Uh, that's part of our training maybe or, or just what we're used to. But what if we compared ourselves to ourselves? I mean, to where we were yeah. 10 years ago or 20 years ago, or because we, I believe that most of us are moving forward. I certainly, when I look back on my life, I'm not, I'm the same person, but I'm not who I'm not the same in terms of my growth 20 from 20 years ago. I know that, that I'm different and I feel proud about that aspect. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of the beauty. If you can learn that to compare yourself against yourself, you know, and work with yourself, and stay within the realm of you, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think you'll be way better off because you know we're all so different. You know, you're you're unique. I'm unique. Every single person is unique. Even twins are unique. They have different different things about them. And uh, I just I think it's very very important to yeah exactly just you know keep focusing on and on yourself in terms of you know growing and and changing and you know all the things that you were just talking about because you know let's say let's just take me for a minute 
I'm 5'2". I'm 47 years old. I'm a mother of four. If I go start comparing myself to a 25-year-old who's six feet tall and doesn't have kids, um, it's going to be a really odd comparison. I just am grabbing that from nowhere. But do you know what I mean? You you just can't you can't do that. You can if you want. <laughs> right. But, you know. you know. <laughs> But it doesn't serve you. Good luck right? with it. You're, you're, right. It doesn't serve you. You're, you're so right on. How did you come up with this re- the recipes for being the best you? Well, in my, I've always owned a chocolate chip cookie company in the background. Not, not, I don't know how many people know about it. I've had websites off and on, but when I lived in California, it was the Tahoe Cookie Company. So I always have recipes sort of brewing in the background of me. It's just who I am, especially as a mom of four. And so one day I was, I, I've made and donated a couple hundred thousand nut-free chocolate chip cookies to children's literacy groups and sports venues and schools and things like that. And I was making cookies one day, and I, I was stirring them up to make them all by hand and make sure they're nut-free and everything. And I was like, you know, this would be kind of a cool recipe if I tied in, like, the alphabet of life thing from Percolate and, like, my, cho- my love of chocolate chip cookies. And I just <laughs> sort of got a notepad and sort of started writing what ingredients I would put into like the best batch of cookies ever, only it was for self-help. That's how I, that's how I came up with it. And as I was thinking about it, you know, I thought, boy, this recipe could sort of go on and on and on and on. And some people are going to add raisins and some people are going to add chocolate. Some people are going to add peanut butter, even though it's supposed to be nut free. (laughs) Some people are going to add coconut and that might be your, what you need for it to make it your recipe. So you might, some people might add in like faith, forgiveness, or hope, or um, gosh, attitude. You know, there's all sorts of things that you could substitute um, like we do in recipes. Well, I love the concept, and I love how it really helps people. So let's look at what the second step is, which is called moments matter and talk a little bit about that Elizabeth well I'm I am one of those human beings like I said that um has have you know nearly lost my life a couple times and uh, and I remember after the second allergic reaction I was uh pregnant with with Cameron I was six months pregnant with Cameron and I was visiting my parents in Minnesota, and, and um, my mom gave me – we didn't know at the time I was allergic to walnuts, and we quickly discovered I was while I was six months pregnant with Cam. And she gave me a chocolate chip cookie that I love with walnuts in it. Didn't think twice about it. I've eaten them my whole life, and down I went. And Cameron and I spent a lot of time in the hospital in Burnsville, Minnesota. And it was really at that moment, as we're both fighting for our, our lives, that I thought, you know – if I live through this, and, and he does as well, I'm going to choose to spend some of my moments a little bit differently. And it was sort of that sort of pivotal uh, moment where I stopped thinking, where I stopped feeling sorry for myself with some of the other allergies I had, and now a new one. And I went, you know, there's a whole lot of love and gratitude in the world. And I thought, you know, if I live through this, I'm going to try and teach people as young as I can not in their 30s and 40s and 50s and so forth, although that's a great time too, but I've tried to back it up uh, to as young as I could to teach people how important their life is, um, teenagers, kids. And I thought, you know, I'm going to raise my own children, teaching them every moment of their life matters and, and happy versus angry and grateful versus, um, com- you know, 
ungrateful, I guess would be the opposite of that, you know, and, and all those things. And um, try and I and I vowed too to try and be one of those parents that wouldn't be on the cell phone at the baseball game or you know and and be present with my kids so that I didn't miss their moments as well. And that's so very important. And and many people are focused, as you know, on the past or on the future and not acknowledging the specialness of each moment because like you and I know it never comes around again. Now you've been talking a lot about allergies and you're also the co-founder of the food allergy zone, which is so important because so many children, not just children, adults have a friend who is allergic to shell food and she could, you know, die from that. And, and so many people and kids have, have allergies Tell us a little bit about this um, food allergy zone. Absolutely. Thank you for asking that because it's, it's probably one of the most important things um, that I – it's a, just a really important component in each life and every life that might hear it. I hope we save it where people are alive and thriving with aller- food allergies. Um, food allergy zone is something I co-founded with Brian Ha, and um, he lost his son to uh, – uh, an allergic reaction to peanut powder in a food buffet while they were on vacation celebrating um, his graduation from high school. And so while he doesn't have his son, he's dedicated, he has an, another one, and um, he's dedicated his life to helping other families um, keep their children alive and thriving and also to try and find a cure for food allergies. And um, I'm an adult with food allergies. Um, none of my children have them. Um, I developed them after pregnancy, and I am I have anaphylaxis to shellfish, fish, peanuts, and nuts. So I have four things about me that are life-threatening as far as food is concerned. And so we founded Food Allergy Zone um, to put up um, – it's always more to be done, um, but we're very active on Twitter. We, we put up some very um, – shows we feel are timeless – so people can go to the website and listen to any of the radio shows that we've produced and really get great information on food allergies. And uh, you even had us on your show. And I, right. I completely loved that show. I appreciate that so much. Give you a, an idea? Like, is that what you were asking? Yeah. I think it's, and I rambled on and on, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, w- I want people to know about it, and I think it's important. You know, I actually have a client who just had a baby, and – and the and the baby is allergic to breast milk, and the and the baby's been getting older, and 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 the allergies just seem to be all over the place. And I think it's so difficult. You're bringing somebody into the world, and you're not knowing what to do. And suddenly, this baby was breaking out in rashes, and 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 having trouble breathing. It's really scary. Yeah, I was that child. I don't know that I was necessarily allergic to nuts and things like that, but if, you, if my mom were on the phone, she'd tell you, yep, she was always allergic to laundry detergent and, you know, this or that. And another thing, they, you know, they, they sort of always had to be careful with me, and, and it wasn't until an adult that it turned into full-blown, like, you know, anaphylaxis. But I cannot imagine being a parent of a child with food allergies or a grandparent um, of a child with food allergies, and there's so many people out there. And the thing I've learned to do as an adult, and this is trickier with children, but one of the ways that I manage my food allergies, um, and this goes into this recipe and moments mattering and, you know, everything about me as a human being is I try and 
eat as clean as possible. Um, I see a lot of people out there, and I get it, kids and people, you know, we want our snacks and things like that. And I, so I see a lot of posts like, hey, you know, we found um, this bag of cookies. And, oh, my God, it's nut-free. It's so great. But what I want to say is, you know, that we have food allergies. So taking care of our bodies and the food we put in is even more important. So the mo- as clean as we can get with whole foods, um, you know, all those good things that aren't packaged, um, canned, multiple ingredients and things like that are so important for people with food allergies to eat, I think. And it has been a very fantastic way that I have been able to, I still have my food allergies. Um, they're, I'm not so full of inflammation all the time. Um, yeah, you've, from you've learned how you've learned how to work with them and manage them. What's scary is often going into a restaurant or Terrifying. even in schools, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes, like I remember sitting in a restaurant with a girlfriend with a girlfriend who, of mine who was allergic to shellfish, and she specifically did not order shellfish or whatever, but they used some shrimp in a recipe, just the the thought, whatever they had. And um, yeah. I could see, you know, it was really scary. And I remember I, I'm gluten-free and I have some allergies to, to, to not like you, but, you know, just so get some allergic reactions to um, onions and whatever. And I remember getting takeout food and specifically saying, please don't do this and please, and um, I can't do this. And I get home. And there are onions all in there. So, so people, especially restaurateurs, they, you know, they have to listen because for so many people, it wasn't me, but for so many people, it's a life and death situation. It is. And um, it, there are certain things like no matter if the person standing there said that definitely doesn't have nuts in it or shellfish in it or whatever, there are certain things that I just absolutely won't eat out. And for example, the whole dessert menu. You 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 could put a million dollars in a dessert menu in front of me out to eat, and I won't touch it because there's just so much risk there. Um, right. So I believe with food allergies and and going all the way over into the very non-risk, um, very informed, very safe mode versus risking your life. Well, that goes. Right. That goes to one of the other aspects of our recipe, practice wellness. How do people know? Well, tell us a little bit about that, but how do people know what what to do? Yeah. Well, of all the things that I am, I think that's probably really what I am, and that's probably a wellness coach. And I, um, I've, I've learned through just learning and doing and owning best ever you and publishing other people's blogs and looking at their books and, you know, all the things um, to really be a a wellness coach. Um, And that that's different things for different people. For some, for some things, for some people, wellness might mean stress level. For some people, wellness might mean their weight. For some people, it might mean their exercise. So I think it's really important to take a giant step back every once in a while. I do this on my birthday. Um, some people do it at, at New Year's. I tend, I do it September 24th, 
probably a few days before and a and couple weeks after, actually. And I really take a strong look at my wellness and what's happening in my life and everything, and I sort of regroup. I think, and I think that's what practicing wellness is to me. And it's, you know, regrouping every once in a while and saying, hey, what am I going to not do? What am I going to keep doing? And what am I going to start doing um, to take really good care of myself as I'm aging? Because everybody's aging. And you don't want to get to a point where you're 65 and you have a health crisis or anything like that. You want to try and manage it all the way up so you live to be, you know, gosh, people are living well beyond 100 years now. And so um, I, I'm really proud of, of helping um, Jen this past year. Um, I helped Jen um, lose over 100 pounds. Um, she came on the radio show and, and talked about it, Jen Witten-Morrell. And um, she, she a, a friend connected her with me, and she said, would, would you help me lose weight? And I'm like, well, I can help you, but guess what, girly? <laughs> you get to help yourself, and we're going right. to teach you how. And so depends on what you want to do. If you want a complete transformational weight loss um, or complete life transformation, I can help with that. Um, or, you know, it, it, sometimes little things build up, and you have to sort of unlearn what you're doing. It, it totally is all over the place with wellness. Um, is there, like, a specific area well, I, that you're you know, thinking about when you – no, I just think that it's so important. And and when people think about wellness, mostly they go to sleep, diet, but wellness, yeah. it, you know, as you talk about too, is also are you worrying too much? Are you under too much stress? So it's 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 so inclusive, and and it's important that we look at all of those different areas because they do affect how they do affect our lives and so many and our health in so many ways. It definitely is. It's it's well well being is a commitment to yourself in in major areas from you know financial to spiritual to um, it, you know just you know it's mentally emotionally physically you know all those things the L Y words um, and and well wellness I think is about becoming healthy and, and balanced. I don't know if that's a good word or not, but in all those different areas. And, and for a lot of us, we're we're walking out of, out of balance in one of those areas most of the time or more. And so that's why I love to stop. I don't know. If, I don't, do you do that at all? <laughs> it might be kind of strange, but I really do. I, I really stop around my birthday and go, okay, what's working? And what am I doing right, wrong? What could I do better? And, um, uh, you know, it might be new books might come into my life to read or a new show I'm listening to or oh, an extra walk I take. I don't know. I'm, well, somebody somebody might come into my life where they ask for a different kind of help. But just oh, life's fun like that. Wellness is actually fun. People think people think wellness is a drag. Like most, I think a lot of people have a negative song playing like, oh, I'm so fat or I'm so old or I'm so this, I'm so that. You know, there's like a a little chorus going on in people's brains and if you really learn to turn that off and go I'm so well I'm so happy I'm so grateful I'm so this I'm so that it's a different song that place to create your well-being but, but you've got to learn train your you brain know, that way I love that you have to train your brain which we do we have to train our brains all the time I don't necessarily take a day, a day to to look at that I have an observer 
And you and I initially were talking about the loss of our cats, and we're not going to go too much into that because I don't want to lose it, neither do you. But, Me either. But, but I observe what I'm doing while I'm – so here I am acting, eating, what you know, interacting with people, and at the same time I'm observing it. And I've been observing – the challenges with grief, you know, when, when my little Selena was, was going through a difficult time period, she wasn't eating. And I lost, I lost like seven pounds that I couldn't, I'm little like you, that I couldn't afford to to lose. And, and then I had to say, wait a minute, you know, you have to, you have to take care of yourself. You just can't take care of this little being. So yes, we do have to examine where we are and and make changes, which sort of fits into um, the value piece that you t- of creating value for yourself. How do people know what they believe in? You know, people coming in young and 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 they oftentimes yeah. adapt or adopt values from their families, and then they get a little bit older, and maybe they have to figure out something. How do you help them with this? Yeah, yeah, that's a really Hard question. Um, I was just having this chat yesterday with one of my kids, actually, um, because he was complaining that all around him um, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol around teens these days. It's like, and he just said, this is just not something I want to engage in, and it's going to make me a lot less popular and a lot less this and a lot less that. And I said, well, what are you going to gain from it? What's it going to make you a lot more of? <laughs> and he thought, and I said, you know, and, and he's like, well, a lot more valued, a lot more principled, a lot more focused, a lot more clear, a lot more. I'm like, ah, now we're on the right track. So, again, flipping things around to not necessarily what you're losing. And I said, you know, you can you can be with people who are, you know, drinking up a storm and have a Diet Coke or a water or a coffee or tea, or whatever, it doesn't mean just because they're drinking, you have to. And um, and he said, yeah, sometimes the behavior is so bad, I just have to walk away. And I'm like, well, applaud yourself. You know, that's so important that, that you were able to talk your son into looking, because we do that, into looking at it in, in what are you gaining from this? What, you know, how is it serving you? How is it, how are you benefiting from not drinking alcohol and and I think it's you know I think it's good to be able to shift it and turn it around so we can see the importance of what we're doing and how it's serving us in in the best most enriching kind of way so bravo to you for for helping him see that I well it I don't know if it's bravo to me but I think it's bravo to him and uh, you know all, all the all the boys are kind of you know that they've been raised that way, and and so um, it's very hard to fit in though when you're not a a drinking family or you know or this you know what I mean. You, we we just but I I was telling him yesterday you know I've always been that way. I said if you went onto my Facebook and talked to you know 100 people from high school that I'm friends with on there, they would all be like, yep, she didn't drink or smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you know they'd be like, oh, she wasn't a partier. And I said, and it's a and. And I'm fine. They're all friends with me on Facebook. They're all, you know, I talked to everybody. They, they didn't go, oh, my gosh, you don't drink. My goodness gracious, I can't be friends with you. People, once you say it a few times, people go, okay, that's cool. 
whatever. Yeah. I, I think if you're standing strong enough in your values and in your resolve and you know why you're doing it, and sometimes it's hard for a teenager to, to do that, I think, like yeah. you said, people are going to respect it. They're not going to push you. There may be one or two that says, oh, but if, if yeah. you're really. And then, you know, and then I said, and I'm human. I had a heck of a year at college one year. And I said, I don't know how I got the grades I got because I'm not sure there was, you know, a sober weekend. And I said, and, and that was it for me. And I had like th- three instances where I was like, you know what? This is not for me. I am, I'm not this human being. And so I, I just have never been a drinker, a smoker, drugs, prescription drug, nothing. I'm just a clean person. So it's, it's odd to me that I have food allergies, so I can never reconcile that. I'm like, really? Seriously? <laughs> You're going to give me food allergies, huh? All right. Well, I'll get even more clean then. You know, it's, very, it's very odd because, you know, I don't, I don't abuse my body with substances at all. Um, I think chocolate might be the worst thing that goes in my body. <laughs> you at, know? at least it's organic, right, Elizabeth? <laughs> and nut free. Yeah. <laughs> and dark and whatever. But right. so but anyway, you know, but just to I think it's really important to be real with your kids too, you know. Um and tell them where you slipped up and learned and you know, where you had pain and you flipped it around and turned it into, you know, purposeful life. Um, you know, and all those things that make us human. I think that's so important too. Talking about pain and 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 failure, or or what we deem as failure, because that, that that's sort of another aspect of your recipe. Um, people, some people decide that well, you know, this is a failure, and, and it doesn't work or whatever. And yet, there's so much, as like you talk about, there's so much learning to be had from these experiences. I know you and I have been through many different experiences whereby, you know, whether it's been for me, it's been many a couple of injuries that were debilitating, and and mm-hmm. one point I even thought I was going to die. And being able to turn that around into learning and seeking out alternative ways of of taking care of myself and then being able to apply that to other people. So talk about how it can become a teaching moment and how it's been a teaching moment for for you and your kids. Well, I think I think one of the things that I've learned to do is really recognize like I'm I'm like I will say I'm sorry like to you I'm like I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, for sure, uh, because that's not fun to be in pain or think you're going to die or, or anything like that at all. And, um, and, I, and, you, and you learn, like I just learned from you just saying that, and I think anybody listening who is like, oh, yeah, I've been in pain too, and hey, you're on the radio talking, and you're positive, and you're you know, filled with gratitude, and you're teaching people and things like that. So pain can take you down. Or pain can um, assist you sort of in continuing on. And I don't know that I learned that lesson until my dad had his stroke. really don't think I learned that. Even after two really nasty allergic reactions, I think I was still super angry um, and very victim, me, 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 victim. And um, when my dad had his stroke in 2004, it was it was really the first time we were sitting there and, and he lived. And I think I've told this story to you before, but I'm in, do you care if I tell it again? No, please do. Okay. So we're sitting there and my dad's, my dad's had terrible, terrible stroke and, a, and terrible brain surgeries and things like that. 
and he's lived through this. And so we're to the point, I'm going to shorten this up, we're to the point where we're in a rehab center. And this is a very sad situation. Um, it's still life or death. It's still sad, all those things that go with somebody who's had strokes and brain surgeries and rehab centers and all that. All that. And um, they come in and they're like, okay, we're going to take Jim down, it's my dad's name, Jim, to um, speech therapy. And I'm like, seriously? You're going to take him out of bed and wheel him someplace out of this room? It made me crazy. I'm like, no way. And they're like, well, we have to. We have to. He's, he's fine, whatever. It took him probably an hour to get him out of bed, and they took him down to speech therapy. I'm like, oh, my God, he's so not even – no way. You know, he just was so weak. It's the best word I can use for it, just so weak and kind of checked out in a way. Like, you know, you know how you're just so sick and weak that you're like, really, yeah. you're going to do more to him, huh? And it made me mad, and it made my mom mad. And we're like, okay, we're just going to go with this and go through this, and he's going to go through it and whatever. And the nurse says, okay – and she's kind of she really nice lady, but kind of baby-talking him because he was so weak and sick. And she's like, okay, Jim, we're going to go through um, an alphabet game. Okay. And um, my mom and I were in the room, and we're like, seriously, they're going to have him talk to her. Okay. She said, and she took us aside, and she told my mom and me that um, most people don't say anything or they maybe mutter something or whatever. And um, so we were sitting there, and she goes, okay, Jim, um, A. And he goes, aardvark. <laughs> oh my God, he's on drugs. He's on drugs for sure, you know, kind of thing. It's like, seriously, aardvark. Okay. You know, my mom and I are just looking at each other like, no way. And then she goes, aardvark, huh? wow, you know. And then he, and then she goes, B, and he goes, benevolence. And then C was courage. D was determination. E was excellence. F was the total F-bomb. Um, and he went on and on. And it was like, I'm not only here, I'm, I'm totally with this. I'm here, I might be weak, I might be sick, I might be this, I might be that. But it was this really cool moment where my mom and I were like, holy whatever, he's there. And and he's a, they call him, we call him ICU warrior, you know, I, we call him all sorts of things. He's still, he's awesome. My dad, my, my, my brother, Jamie, my mom, my sisters, and everybody, I don't live in Minnesota on a day-to-day basis, and they take such great care of my father and um, keeping him alive and all these things. And such a moment there, I'm kind of rambling now, but such a moment right there, that's a moment at which I wrote Percolate. I, like, seriously opened up my journal, and I'm a horrid artist. I mean, I can write, sort of, (laughs) with a good editor, but I cannot draw. Um, So I, I drew this, like, little percolator thing, and I wrote Percolate, ABCs of Life, and I wrote down all the words he said, and that was the original book. And Hay House was like, okay, no, 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 we've got to fix this <laughs> a little bit and organize this into better chapters, but they kept that part into the beginning of the book. And um, so that, that's failure and pain and um, teaching moments and things like that to me where you, where you decide, you know what, I'm not a victim. I'm and not, I think that, I'm going, yeah. I, I think that's so important to recognize that I'm not a victim, and to and and to get excited about that too, and and to be able because you can shift your life from just that one acknowledgement, that one affirmation. I'm not a victim. I remember telling that to somebody yesterday, who was saying, "Oh, see, this is what 
And I said, remember, you're not a victim. I could see something shift in her eyes because of that acknowledgement. Yeah. And look what you can do when you don't see yourself in victim mode. There's something that that I want you to address because I know we're not going to get to all of these incredible steps, but the power of we, the power of us. Before we do that, I want to talk about Percolate because I wrote a, a review. I still love that book. And Thank that's you for doing that, important. by the way. I, oh, my I pleasure. Thank you for doing that for more heaven, too. Well, I appreciate you, too. But again, it, it, it's a very important book for people. So let's talk about the power of we, because you and I understand that and I think that's so important now in the times that we're living I have a little thing that goes with it it's percolate I percolate me percolate us and percolate we when you do that you percolate peace because Beautiful. peace isn't about you or me it's about us and we and I need you, you need me, I need them, they need me. And the world goes round and round like that. Um, and so I'm, I'm just a ginormous fan of random acts of kindness. Um, asking some one person, it can be random, it can be somebody I see, you know, how can I help you? Do you need help? In any way, shape, or form, sometimes people will be like, yeah, could you tweet out the link to my book? I'm like, Sure. Oh my God, that made my whole entire day. Thank you for doing that. Little things. And I think um, we're so caught up in our routines and things like that that um, sometimes we forget that it's not. I saw this, I don't know what it was like, a, they call it, my kids call it a meme, you know, like the little internet graphics that make fun of things, you know. And it's right. like, you know, there was a thing that's like, don't forget the earth doesn't revolve around you, you know, or whatever, you know, the world, there's the world, look, it doesn't revolve around you, you know, or something like that. It was very sarcastic, and, and uh, we're like, yeah, exactly, it, it's us. And um, so, you know, not to get preachy or anything like that, but um, it's not, a lot of people are like, yeah, 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 I wrote a check, I donated, I did things like that, and that's great and everything. More of the action. Like the, the human interaction, doing things for other people and not expecting things in return or um, doing something, you know, just, just because and not, just not expecting anything. I don't know. Um, I, work on, I work on this one a lot, trying to develop how to articulate it because sometimes to me it seems like some people get it and some people just don't. Yeah. And um, but to me sometimes it feels like sometimes it's their human nature to be this way just automatically. And I'm very philanthropic. Right. I think we need to extend it to not just people. I mean, I'm also very cognizant of of what we're doing to animals and plants. And and I think that we're stewards. We we, we are responsible for one another and for, you know, for this, for everybody thriving in some way. And that means taking care of the bees and, you know, and and making sure that that people... Right, the whole, the planet as a whole. So I think it's very important, and I think that we forget our lives are so busy often that 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 people go go to that me 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 mentality, and and yet this 
remembrance that you bring up in the recipe about really it's not just about me, it's about all of us, the power. And again, imagine the power that we all wield together if we're one voice of peace, one voice of love. And and you talk about love in Let's make that the last one in your recipe because we're running out of time. So the lat number 11 is surround yourself with love, which you do beautifully. So talk to to our listeners about that, Elizabeth. Um, love, yeah, love's in, love's, love's love. I love love. Um, I think there's a couple aspects of this. How much, how much time do we have? A couple minutes more? Yeah. Okay. Um when I, sometimes when I think about this, uh, for some reason my brain goes goes when you're trying to achieve something. Um, so from like a business standpoint um, or a, a student-athlete standpoint or something like that, which we're, you know, deeply involved in right now, very important to surround yourself with the right people when you're trying to accomplish something. Um, but that really also translates into your life as well. Um, you know, if if you're trying to wake up every morning with a smile on your face and you've got, you know, the grumpy zone surrounding you, you're not going to wake up with a smile on your face. You're going to wake up trying to have a smile on your face and, and, you know, you might have to learn to not be impacted and change your reaction to the world around you. And so um, it's really important to me to, to teach people, myself included, um, and anybody who will listen or that I can listen to, to really – maneuver through naysayers. I, call, I just call them naysayers, negative people, naysayers. Um, this notion um, first came about when I heard somebody say, you can't do that. You're from Maine. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, I'm not, I, and it was said to a child. It wasn't said to one of my child. It was said to somebody else's child. He said, well, nobody from Maine's ever done that. And I'm like, wow, who says that? That's a coach <laughs> talking to a kid. No way. I'm like, no. And and I'm like, boy, does that make me want to try about 10,000 times harder just to, like, prove you wrong. And that's a horrible way to go about it, too. But it made me think about about the people, especially adults, who maybe have tried something and failed and are around your kids or whatever. It just made me really take a hard look when I heard that. I'm like, whoa, I've never heard anybody talk to somebody like that before. Because I'm always like, you can do it. Go for it. Whatever you want to do. World, you know, the a total opposite. I'm like, Wow. And so it made me really get a little protective, actually. I got even protective of my own kids because I have one kiddo who's, like, you know, trying to play baseball in college and all this stuff, and you don't want to hear you can't do that. Are you kidding me? It's the last thing you want to hear. You want to hear you go for it. And so that, whatever I just said, sort of applies to every single thing about your life, everything. If you want a new job and somebody's there saying, well, don't do that, I don't want you to. I don't want you to, you know, leave me for five more hours of the day or whatever it is. Um, that was probably a really stupid example, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right. Everybody's trying fun. to stop you from their own fear um, or their own um, inadequacy or their own lack of success is bad news around you. It's a bad vibe, bad energy run. Even jealousy, or you know, oh, yeah. or whatever, whatever it is, because there there are often people who are jealous of of your accomplishments. But I think that if you're following, and just in keeping with this, if you're following 
your own path and you're determined and you're and like you said just just let those naysayers kind of move to the back of your inner circle because they don't have a place in, in you yeah. know in the forefront i think it's important Elizabeth, you and I can talk so many more hours about these wonderful recipes for being the best ever you, the best you. Tell people how they can get in touch with the incredible Elizabeth Hamilton. You're funny. <laughs> we could go Rena. on about bullying in your book, too. They, the, the whole concepts tie hand in hand. I'll have to have you on my show soon, too. Um, just besteveryou.com. Um, besteveryou.com. That's, that's probably the the best place. The book is Percolate Book. And then um, I love Twitter probably more than Facebook, and so I'm at besteveryou on Twitter also. And um, there's a guy, I want to mention this guy today. Um, we posted this recipe. His name is Marcel Lofton, and he tweeted. It, we put out the show and put out the recipe and everything, and he's like, I love that. That is like exactly what my day needed. And that <laughs> No, you know what was cool about that? It wasn't like, oh, yeah, you know, you retweeted that or no, anything like that. Right. It was like, hey, it touched a life. And that's always right. my goal. Like, if my life crosses yours in any way, whether it's on Twitter or in person or in the grocery store or in the gas line or whatever it is, I hope that I've brought a smile to your face, you've brought one to mine, um, and that we've made our lives better in some way or I've learned from you in some way or you've learned from me. And, and that, so that was really cool right off the bat this morning, to hear from somebody. I just thank you for doing that, Marcel. Well, I think that's really important, and, and I remember putting up a quote that wasn't mine about if you, just something to what you, to the, just what you said, if I could touch just one other person's life, you know, one person's life like you did with, with Marcel, you, you made a difference in his life, a difference in his day. And that's what it's all about. And and that and he in turn will will be able to smile to somebody else who will be able to to open somebody else's life in a in a positive way. And that's that's also what we mean by that it's not just about me, it's about all of us. Elizabeth, lots of hugs and success to you always. Thanks so much for you being too. a wonderful guest. Thank you. Thank you very, very much for having me on your show. I love your show and continued success and hugs to you too. I love your show too and hugs to you and have a blessed day. Thank you again. Thank you. We're changing gears next week and next week, October 19th, I have Edie Weinstein who's going to talk about authenticity and intimacy. So who are you? What's the real you that's shining through? Make sure that you're doing that, that you're living your true self. Elizabeth brings so many gifts to to us today, so we thank her again. And remember, if you want to find out more about me and more about Up and Coming, go to drjoannwhite.com, D-R-J-O-A-N-N-E-W-H-I-T-E.com. Find out about other shows, some free gifts, and remember that you have the ability as we've been talking, you have the ability to be the best you you can. You have the ability to take charge of your life, and you can do it from this moment on. Thanks so much for being a part of Power Your Life, and remember to make your life special today and touch somebody else's. Thank you for joining us. 
You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.